welcome to Healthy Perspectives with Jeremiah, a podcast that brings you current social and cultural issues through a clinical lens. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome back for those of you who have returned, for those of you who are new. Man, we always appreciate it when we get new people. So give us a shout out so that we know you're out there listening. And uh, we look forward to to talking or chatting with you uh, in email and, you know, through our different platforms. So today is going to be a challenge for me. I'm going to, I'm taking on something a little bit more, maybe difficult for me, which is good. You know, I, I love growing. Uh, that means I'm going to probably make some mistakes today, but that's okay. That's just part of the deal. I am really going to put some good effort into using a couple of videos that I have. So for those of you on Rumble or YouTube, this is going to be much better presentation than the audio version probably today. Although you know, I'm, I've got a subject matter today that most of you will be familiar with, I'm just going to add some uh, clinical anecdotal, uh, you know, maybe uh, data, some pieces for you to consider in your process. Uh, we're going to, we're going to venture down the path of fantasy reality. We have done this before, but we have never done it quite like we're going to do it today. Today, I'm using one of my favorite actors. Uh, he is uh, no longer with us. But his name is Robin Williams. Most of you are probably familiar. He's one of my favorite because of his versatility. He did so many different styles, different approaches, and he made them all work, which is not easy to do. And he did it. Today, I'm going to be using Mrs. Doubtfire because a couple of reasons. One, it's stinking hilarious. It's a very good artistic film. But two, it very closely relates to a topic of fantasy reality that culturally we are wrestling with today. And that is, of course, the entire trans movement, uh, dressing up, uh, dancing. What does this do for kids? Uh, like, or not do for kids. What is like, we, you know, I kind of want to just navigate in some of that, some of that tricky space, which I have promised you from the beginning. We take a cultural lo look at, at things from a clinical lens. And this is definitely a hot topic culturally, uh, which is why I had it a couple of times, but today uh, I get a chance to try, try some new things. So that's what we're going to grapple with. I have two separate videos that I'm going to be using in this process today. One of them is a, a clip out of the movie. And most of you will be familiar with this. This is the clip where his kids. So Mrs. Doubtfire, for those of you who aren't familiar, Mrs. Doubtfire is Robin Williams. And they have this whole like process for putting all this makeup and all this, you know, these fake body parts and all of this stuff on Robin Williams to make it look like Robin Williams is an old lady. So it's, it's kind of an interesting concept. Definitely one of my 
uh, well, you know, my, my top ish movies, I wouldn't say it's like number one or two, but it definitely makes the list of, you gotta see this. It's a good movie. All right. In this particular scene, Robin Williams is, has to go to the bathroom really bad, has the dress on the, you know, the, the nylons, like the whole thing, uh, in, also the uh, the fat suit I, I'm not calling it that that's that's a reference to what it was called uh, at the you know in the movie and at the time uh, so just do what you need with that but uh, that's a, that's going on so all of this stuff on and the bathroom scene happens the kids uh, actually his son walks in on him and realizes he's a him. But this whole time thought he was a her. And so we're going to break this scene down. I have, it looks like I have four uh, stopping points or, uh, you know, points to, to address in this particular scene. And then we are going to move into the making of version. And there's, there's about, uh, I don't know, five or six, maybe more stopping points of things that I want to address that are current cultural social topics. Uh, based around fantasy reality and this, you know, this new movement that's going sweeping through the United States right now. So without further ado, I am going to bring to you, for those of you who are watching, you're going to see this. I am in the process of getting it put up on the screen. All right. Uh, there are two of them. Two. So... Got to make sure that I pick the right one and make sure I got to have sound. Got to have sound. Okay. I've made that mistake before, folks. Not fun. Not fun at all. Okay, good. We are all together. The scenes, uh, they, the, the person at the door is uh, the son in the movie. Uh, obviously, this is all based on fantasy, right? This is a made up story. So the son is about to encounter Robin Williams in the bathroom, dressed as Miss Doubtfire. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Chris, wait. Lydia, Lydia, come on. We gotta call the cops. We gotta dial 911 now. Why? Well, Mrs. Doubtfire, he's a she, he's a she, she, he's a she, she. What? Uh... Uh, He's half man, half woman. What? Yes, I swear. No, just calm down. Okay, we're going to pause right there. Look, we had a pretty, what looked like, serious reaction to this realization that this woman is not a woman. Now, put it in a time period. That would have been a pretty typical reaction of the time. Nowadays, this is getting confused as reality. I, I, I don't know where you are in your journey. I'm not here to judge you. What I'm simply saying is there is reality and there is fantasy. This would have been a typical reaction. And for all intents and purposes, ought to be a more typical reaction today because anything, anything, that rocks our world of reality 
and makes us go, wait a minute, what's happening? This doesn't make sense. Should elicit a reaction, a response, an emotional response, not a no response. Now, we're going to proceed. I just wanted to give you that little tidbit. We are going to move it to, uh, for those of you who are you know, watching, you're going to see me skipping ahead. But here's the thing. You can go back and watch all of this. Uh, you know, matter of fact, I even encourage you to go back and watch the whole dang movie. It's, it's a great movie, and I think you'll like it. This next one, we are going to listen to, and then I will, I will go ahead and pause. Is the son's reaction to the conversation? Well, it's the son and the daughters. Let's be real. Okay. They're both going to react to the conversation about realizing it is a man dressed as a woman. You don't really like wearing that stuff, do you, Dad? Well, some of it's comfortable. No, no. It's a pain in the padded ass. This is not a way of life. It's just a job. I don't go to old lady bars or anything like that after work, you know? You know, it's, it's the only way I could see you guys every day. Who did this? Uncle Frank and Aunt Jack. Okay. Let's just take it. Let's break down that reaction for a second. First, he's testing the, the son in this, in this movie is testing his sense of reality. And that is really important to have somebody there who can say, well, here's the reality. And what I really appreciate as much as anything is he says some of this is comfortable. And I like that because there are social constraints at times. There are these social expectations that make us think certain things should be a certain way. Truth be told, there are probably some boy clothes that are more comfortable on girls or girl clothes that are more comfortable on boys. Okay. It's, it's a way of saying, like, this is reality. I, I don't go hang out in these places, uh, is, as he would say. But truthfully, I don't know. Maybe the, the glasses are particularly comfortable or maybe the idea of having a skirt and going to the restroom kind of simplifies the process. I'm not suggesting that, you know, you should run around put, putting on skirts just because it's simpler, but it maybe, I mean, let's be real. I went to Scotland. I wore a kilt and going to the bathroom was way simpler. All right. So, you know, these social constructs are definitely worth considering as well. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to continue from here. And I really, really, really want you to pay attention to this scene because this is, this is something I'm going to highlight again later on when I talk about the making of video and I show you the kids response because the kids responses, in my opinion, are the most amazing, fantastic responses. All right, here we go. Oh. It's really you in there. Yeah. Just a mask. And this is a bodysuit. I didn't have any operations or anything. It's good. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Oh. Hey. 
I had to highlight that. For those of you who have been with me for any length of time, you know what I say in this. If somebody is living in a fantasy world, if somebody has a distorted reality, if somebody truly believes they are something they are not, they meow like a cat, they purr like a cat, they dress like something uh, you know that, that biologically they are not. Don't hate them. Like there's no space for that. Can you absolutely be a reality checker for them? Yeah, but you got to do it with love and gentleness. You can't do it with force and hatred. It won't work. What it'll create is division. But look at this, this moment right here. If you're on Rumble or YouTube, you see this hug. This is, this is how an, a person should respond to another person who was clearly in pain and wanted only the motive of love. That's it. Robin Williams in this movie wanted to be with his kids and he was willing to do whatever it took. Of course, without breaking the law, but whatever it took. However, they are going to introduce something here. And for those of you who stuck around, you're going to probably pick this up. And if you don't, stick around longer because there's stuff for you to learn in this one too. All right, we're going to skip to 213 on the video clip, and then uh, you're going to get to see this part. All right, here we go. You know, you can't tell mom, okay? Because if she finds out, I'll only be able to see it through plate glass. <laughs> okay? And we can't tell Natty, because she'll blow my cover. So you have to promise me. It's just us, all right? You promise? Okay. It's okay. It's our little secret. For those of you who have stuck around for any length of time, you know what I'm going to key in on here. You've already figured it out. Fear. He has fear. And fear drives him to encourage secrets, lies, deceptions with his kids. Now, for the movie, it, it makes for a pretty comical uh, opportunity later on. Well, several comical opportunities. But in real life, secrets, lies, and deceptions, and even in this movie, they did a good job of making sure that it comes back to, you can't keep secrets, you can't tell lies, you can't be deceptive. In the big picture, it is not good and healthy, and it will destroy things. But they do challenge that a little bit in this movie, I'm not going to lie. So that is the scene of Robin Williams being discovered as a man dressed as a woman. Now I want to take you, because look, we're talking fantasy reality, right? In this particular scene, you didn't ever see Robin Williams not looking like a man. But I'm going to flip it over. And in this other area, we're going to get to see the process the process of making a, a, a man turn into a woman. This is, at least at that time, this is what it took. <laughs> 
it's not just like other movies where if you're dressed up as a woman, you can fool people because they don't know who you are anyway as a man. You have to fool your own family. Okay, let's break that down, folks. Okay, fantasy reality. Remember, fantasy reality. His job as an actor in this movie was to fool his own family. Now, not literally his, his real family, but in the movie, the family that knew him had to be fooled. That has become fool yourself. In our fantasy reality confusion state culturally, it has turned into fool yourself. Now, I'm going to just clarify something here for you. I have not, at, at, at least at this point, in any of my podcasts, said, you can't be trans. Not once. Not once have I said, you can't dress as a woman if you're a man. There are lines to draw in the sand. There absolutely are. And they all revolve around safety. All of them. The reason that I have never said that is because if you're attempting to fool yourself, I consider that to be a sad reality. Meaning there must be a lot, like a lot going on inside. And I would never want to diminish that. That being said, socially, there are some lines to draw. And we're going to talk about some of those in the remainder. Now, at the beginning of that clip, you might have also noticed that Robin Williams had one of those those wig caps. And then, uh, you know, you're going to just see Robin Williams as more of a man in this particular one than you might have in the other one. So what I'm also pointing out is just because the reality is shifted for the movie doesn't shift the reality for real. Reality is still reality. The reality is he was a man dressing as a woman. This is one of those things that as they added the elements, she, you know, she appeared. I always felt that Mrs. Doubtfire. She appeared. That was a five second, six second clip of the manifestation of fantasy. I love the way he said that. She became reality for the movie. That was the manifestation of fantasy. How many of us manifest fantasy? I'm challenging you here. Do your soul searching. Now, we may not challenge it in this way by dressing like somebody of a different gender. But we all, to a degree, manifest fantasies. So-and-so likes me. So-and-so doesn't like me. Like we, We're doing this. This is a part of reality, that manifestation of fantasy. Okay? 
Now, 144, we're going to skip way, way ahead because this is, this is where, it's, to me, we're getting pretty interesting in the here. The first time you actually, Robin started to feel comfortable in the role. And it's an amazing sort of transformation. It's almost like a screen test because Robin just... See the hairy legs? Hello. Nice to meet you. I'm Ephigenia de Fire, and I'm very... Excuse me. <laughs> they had a television monitor set up. It was like... Ooh, look at that. Ooh, isn't she rose? And ooh, my fun bags. Look at that. I saw everything and all of a sudden started to play with the voice. It was just so freeing to be able to be someone totally different. I want to pause right there. Earlier we talked about motive. We're back to motive. Robert Williams, as an actor, thought it became freeing to take on the persona of something he was not. That is a big deal. That is when we, when we start to believe or buy into the fantasy is when it can become more risky. But the feeling, that sensation of being free, oh, it's real. That part can be very real. And we like the, the feeling is you feel what you feel. I wanted to point that out because that is the experience of many people who are trans. It's freeing to take on this other new persona. And they're looking for that. It becomes a game to seek the emotional freedom that they felt but emotions are fickle if you stick around with me long enough you know that 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 is how i talk about it we can talk about that at a different time i want to move on to the believability of the fantasy sitting on the couch with um my two sisters who's gonna be on the film and i i didn't know it that it was mrs doubtfire or robin i just thought well it could be like the social worker or the teacher or something but i then they introduced me. I was like, oh. and it wasn't even the makeup wasn't even really done yet. Still, it's still in its like first stages, and it was really amazing then. You now start to see somebody else saying, "Okay, I, you know, this is in appearance believable." Well, we're entering that stage right now culturally. That is where we are moving. Culturally, people who know reality are saying, huh, I mean, mm, that's, that's almost, almost believable. He, he no longer becomes the person I know. He becomes this woman. I really feel like I'm not talking to him anymore. Even when he uses his own voice. That's a big deal. Do you notice even an adult begins to buy the fantasy? There is this natural tendency for us to want to believe the presentation that's in front of us. Like some of you out there want to believe me. You should be skeptical and do your research. I'm not giving you any breaking news here. So <laughs> this is probably relatively easy to believe. That being said, don't be naive. 
Don't, don't just buy because it looks, feels, it sounds real. At the same time, there's a, there's a limit to the skepticism. There comes a point where we got to have some faith. We got to have some belief and acceptance of what's in front of us. The real question that we're going to encounter culturally is, is this one of those places? Like I, I have my opinion and normally I don't go telling you my opinion, but I believe as a culture, we are going to realize the fallacy of this pathway. I think that's coming. I think we're going to recognize that this is not the healthiest version of who we ought to be. And I think we will uh, at, at some point in the near future, start to make some corrections. Maybe we already even are. But it doesn't change the believability in the here and now. And so my encouragement there is be patient, be loving and gentle, as we're going to see here in just a second. And of course, I'm going to summarize with a kid, because that's the best way. Sometimes the first time you see him, Mrs. Doubtfire, get a little scared. Kind of scares you. Then... It could not be said any better than that. Leave it to a child to recognize something's off here. And it's kind of scary because I don't like things that don't make sense. But defaults to what? Love. I can love the weird. I can love the unusual. As long as the weird and unusual isn't harming me. Now, that's where adults have to enter the conversation. Because in reality fantasy, a kid at that age could be taught the unhealthy normals and go down that path of unhealthy norms. Or the healthy norms and go down the path of the healthy norms. And there's a certain amount of, uh, like, we should look at them and the way in which they respond and say, look, I can love what I don't like. But then as adults, direct, uh, gently, lovingly, kindly direct them toward the healthier versions. Because there is a reality. And there is a fantasy. And if we're not basing all of our decisions in reality, and we're basing some of them in fantasy, we're, we are more likely to make unhealthy decisions. So it's my hope that this, uh, well, one, I love it when we get to you know, entertain a little bit, and uh, I hope there was some entertainment value here. But more importantly, for your growth, for gaining perspective, I hope this was helpful. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Take a look at the details of our podcast for links to our website and other helpful information.